This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. Anthony Reich, a very, very good morning. How are you? Bokertov, quite a lot to talk about, Mm. but I guess we can't not mention the death of Henry Kissinger at the age of 100. And for me, he's always going to be the guy who said to Golda Meir, I am first American, I am second Secretary of State, and third, I am a Jew. And of course, Golda Meir came back and said, luckily in Israel, we read from right to left. <laughs> I actually had forgotten that quote. That's incredible. Um, so, yeah, he obviously had quite a significant influence on uh, diplomacy involving Israel during the time that he served as Secretary of State. So we, we definitely um, can't ignore the fact that he's now passed on at the age of 100, it's remarkable. I also wanted to talk a little bit about Israel's canine unit in the IDF, the, the unit that uses dogs. Mm. Um, in, in, the, uh, in Hebrew, we call them the Oketz unit. Mm. Oketz meaning sting, which is quite an interesting uh, translation, and uh, I'm not really quite sure what the relevance of that is, uh, but that's just the fact that it is. Um, and the canine unit being used extensively in Gaza and some amazing clips showing how the dogs and their trainers are put to work, particularly to search out booby traps, to search out um, where explosive devices may have been hidden in order to surprise the incoming IDF forces. And unfortunately, in the process of the work that these amazing dogs and their trainers have done, already four dogs have been lost, Mm. have been killed during the course of their work. There is a special cemetery for dogs who work in the canine unit, and they are buried with full military honors. And one has to say that the work that they do saves lives undoubtedly because they have this just unbelievable ability and they are trained so remarkably well the way that they operate with their trainers it's like almost uh, it's almost like um, connect, the connection is is unbelievable even though uh, in Gaza it's been noticeable that the dogs have all been operating on very very long leashes they give them very long leashes and they operate them on the leash but the connection between the dog and the trainer is um, so strong. It's like one unit working together. And for those people who are able to um, get the videos showing the work that these dogs are doing in Gaza, I think it's worthwhile whether you're an animal lover or not. One certainly cannot ignore the massive influence and the massive impact that these dogs and their trainers have on the work that the IDF are doing. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's really really just remarkable, and uh, the the relationship between them is is really something just phenomenal. All right, so uh, we, there's been there's been so much back and forth with the truce, uh, with not the truce, with the pause. Where are we with this now? 
Well, let's start with yesterday. It was quite an interesting kind of event that took place yesterday. Once again, um, a group of hostages was agreed upon for release. There was, uh, again, a lot of backwards and forwards. And then it was announced, so it was announced that 10 women and children, Israeli hostages, would be released. And then it was also further announced that as a gesture to Russian President Vladimir Putin, two Russian nationals would be released in addition to their 10 Israelis. So they effectively are not part of the deal because don't forget that for every Israeli hostage released, three Palestinian prisoners are released from Israeli prisons. Mm. So when we say that the two Russians were not part of the deal, it means no Palestinian prisoners needed to be released in order to receive them back. And in addition to that, last night, there were also four Thai nationals, foreign workers in Israel, who were also released outside of the main deal. Um, the first notification that we received was that the two Russian nationals had been handed over to the Red Cross. Um, we actually had video footage showing two women getting out of a vehicle, looking quite unsteady on their feet um, and being handed over to the Red Cross. Uh, they were then taken to the Rafah crossing to go into Egypt and were handed over to Israeli authorities soon after that at Kerem Shalom. And they were then helicoptered to the central part of Israel where they were reunited with their families. Even though these two women were labeled as Russian nationals, in reality they're Israelis. And um, so we consider them to be part of our pool of hostages who have been released, even though they are outside of the main deal. And while we were watching all of that, uh, the notification was issued on TV that there is a delay in handing over the 10 Israelis to the Red Cross. We're not quite sure what the delay was about. There was quite a lengthy delay which went on. This was all going on at like 10 o'clock last night. And there was a fairly lengthy delay of perhaps an hour or so. The next piece of news that we receive is that the war cabinet has decided to convene an, an emergency session last night. Um, and all of a sudden and, and without and, uh, any explanation, we understood that the 10 Israelis were handed over to the Red Cross and they were then subsequently brought to Israel and have now landed safely in Israel and are at a hospital um, in the central part of Israel, uh, reunited with their families, in addition to those four Thai nationals who were released at the same time as the main mm -hmm. group. So that was a little bit Sorry, of Sorry, Anthony, just uh, there is a, a breaking news announcement that there's a terror attack. There has been a terror attack at the entrance to uh, Jerusalem, the terrorist has been has been neutralized. So uh, that announcement that is just in uh, the uh, that's uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep uh, keep an eye. And we on understand that. we understand that five people have been wounded in that attack, oh, wow, according wow, to wow. the report that I've seen. So um, yes, that is uh, at the entrance to Jerusalem this morning, um, as we speak. Right. Um, and so this morning um, came along and it was not clear whether this um, hiatus, whether this break, truce, whatever you wish to call it, um, will continue. Um, this morning I read that um, Hamas had offered seven live hostages and three dead bodies of Israelis to be handed over today uh, for an extra day of truce. We understand that the Israeli government rejected that offer. 
And the latest that I've read uh, just literally a few moments ago is that Israel and Qatar have said that the truce will continue today. Um, and the, the, the reports are kind of moving around. One report that I read said that 10 women and uh, children will be released. Another report that I'm seeing now says eight more women and children to be released. But it seems as if though this is going to roll for another day and there will be another release of hostages later today. So it seems as if though at least we will get another group of hostages back. Um, we are now getting quite close to almost a 100 hostages who have been released. And I have to tell you that whereas I thought that as these hostages were being released, that I would feel a sense of relief and that it would be really good news. And, of course, it, there's, there, it is good news because um, um, so many of these people really couldn't have survived much longer. But the problem is that we're now getting a glimpse into the world of what went on over the last 56 days and potentially what's ongoing for those hostages who are still in captivity. I should also add, yesterday I mentioned the Bibas family, which mm. is um, the women and two young children famously in Israel called the redheads because the two children, Akfir and Ariel, both have red hair. Well, the announcement came out of, uh, of Hamas yesterday that the mother and the two children are no longer alive, that they have died in captivity. The IDF put out a statement saying Hamas have said that the mother and Ariel and Kfir have now, um, are no longer alive. And the IDF has said, we are checking into whether that is accurate or not. My feeling, my, 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 my dread is that, um, it's probably accurate because I suspect that if the IDF thought that there was no, um, uh, there was no accuracy, there was no substance to that statement. They might not have said anything publicly at all, but the fact that they've chosen to say Hamas has said they're no longer alive, but we're checking into it, I think means that they probably suspect there, there is some mm -hmm. uh, validity um, to that statement. And, you know, everybody was um, of the view that a queer 10 months old and with the red hair was going to be held as some sort of a symbolic hostage and that they were not going to be releasing um, those children anytime soon. Um, so, of course, um, our hearts are very, very heavy with the news that they may no longer be alive, along with the, the names of three IDF soldiers who we uh, now understand have also um, uh, either died in captivity or were, were kidnapped after having been killed, but their bodies are um, in Hamas custody right now. So still a lot of bad news. And as I say, the news that comes out of the experiences that these hostages were subject to is weighing very, very heavily on us right now. The, the, the stories are horrendous. And the Thai workers are saying, the Thai workers are saying that the Jews have been treated a lot worse than we were treated. So there was a certain, uh, um, there was a certain uh, evilness and barbarity about the fact that the Jews were treated terribly, children were treated terribly. The Thai workers have said, the Thai nationals have said that um, Israelis were beaten with electric cord. Um, there is a story that says that one person was held in a house in an attic by a United Nations teacher, would you believe? 
a person who is employed by the United Nations to teach in one of their schools and is holding a hostage in the attic of his home. Another um, hostage has reported that he was being held by a Gazan doctor while he was treating children at his surgery. The hostage was being held in that location. So when we hear these kind of stories, we, we start to get a, some sort of a glimpse into the world of what the hostages were subject to, some of the evil intention of people who are supposed to, who are being held up in the international community as being pillars of society. There's a huge report on Sky News being uh, delivered by a, a, a Palestinian British doctor who went to Gaza and reported how evil the Israelis were and how difficult the circumstances in the hospital were. Um, but when we start to understand the, 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 the way that the hostages were treated, um, there is, seems to be little reason not to feel that whatever the IDF did in Gaza is fully justified, is absolutely fully justified. And even though we try to avoid civilian casualties and we try to avoid um, getting women and children in the way of things, but ultimately they don't return that respect, not at all. And yet, and yet it's the IDF were held up in the international community, which I find astonishing. So um, unfortunately with the, the, the happiness that we feel for the families and for those hostages who have been released and we as a nation feel a sense of relief. Unfortunately, the news that's coming out is really just very, very um, heavy and very difficult for us to comprehend. It, it it just is. It's just, you know, when we hear this and we hear that kids were forced to watch the videos of the terror attacks and that they have, they whisper because they they don't know that they can speak out loud. It it, it is just horrific beyond beyond words. Uh, Anthony, it really what, is. What what is the situation uh, in terms of the military control of Gaza at the moment? So the, the official point position of the IDF in Gaza right now is that uh, all stations are held. In other words, wherever the IDF were a week ago is still where they are today. There were reports yesterday of the IDF actually engaging and uh, firing shots and even some people being killed as a result of IDF uh, fire yesterday. Um, there was some speculation as to whether that might break the, the, the truce agreement or not, um, but um, apparently um, the truce agreement has held um, in spite of that. And, you know, the contention is that the IDF have been firing against people because they are contravening the truce agreement. So the, the message from within Gaza right now is Everything remains as is, but the idea for holding their fire. Having said that, people are not being allowed to move back to areas where they were not before, in spite of the fact that we're getting a lot of reports from Gaza that sell that people are able to move in to whatever was left of their homes and that bodies have been retrieved from the rubble. So there is obviously some movement within Gaza, people returning back to areas which were previously off limits. But in terms of those who have crossed to southern Gaza, returning back to northern Gaza, that's a no-no. And the idea for holding all their positions wherever they were before. Um, and so that is currently the situation. And there were a few skirmishes yesterday mm. um, which could potentially have served to, to damage the, 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 the current um, hiatus that we're experiencing, but apparently not. But the idea for being very, very firm, and of course there are still 
periods of time, there are still hours when um, drones and IDF planes, the, the Air Force planes, are flying over Gaza and, and surveying things. So that's all part of the agreement. The one bit of the agreement that the, uh, the, the Hamas side have not honored is the agreement that the Red Cross would be given mm, access to mm. the hostages who remain. I think the agreement said that after the fourth day of the truce, the Red Cross would be allowed to visit hostages. That has not happened. And there are even accusations that the Red Cross are complicit to some degree in some of the hostage drama because at least one Israeli family said that they formally approached the Red Cross with medication for their mother who was being held in captivity and who desperately needed this medication. And they asked the Red Cross to do everything that they can to get the medication to their mother, and the Red Cross refused. Now, I don't exactly know on what basis they decided that that refusal was okay or acceptable, but apparently the Red Cross refused. And so one has to say that they are to some degree complicit in the treatment of these hostages if they're not willing even to do the most basic humanitarian act to give person urgent medication that they need to stay alive, then one has to question exactly what their role is in all of this. Indeed, that is, uh, that's, I think, as I keep saying, going to be some of the biggest stories is the United Nations, United Nations Women, UNRWA, and the Red Cross. It's going to be critical that they are held to account after the dust here has settled. Anthony Wright, thank you as always for an incredibly powerful week, an important week of reporting. Wishing you a fantastic weekend, a Shabbat Shalom, and of course we'll catch you on Monday morning. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Hi, it's Barry Cohen from the Blue Agency. Israel is currently facing one of its biggest challenges ever. All of Klal Israel is praying for the safety of our soldiers and the return of the hostages. We hope and pray that our soldiers and security forces will prevail and that they will all return home speedily and triumphant. We hold the hands of our clients and friends who have children serving in Sahal, who are protecting Israel and Jews around the world. May Hashem protect us all.